Hey everybody, welcome to Hello Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most. As always, Hello Marcy, and today is, it is my good honor, my pleasure, and of course, my privilege to introduce my brother from another mother coming out from the... Wait, are you down in St. Louis? I think I, I want to say you're in St. Louis. Yep. Yeah, St. Louis, down, Missouri. My brother out in St. Louis doing his thing, repping for real. The one and only <laughs> master of the underdog empowerment movement himself. And again, the show is sponsored by underdogempowerment.com. Zachary J. Babcock. Dude, welcome to the show. Adil, thanks for having me back, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here, bro. Man, I'm happy we could do this. So for the people that don't know the name Zachary J. Babcock, let me give you guys a quick little education on this. Dude, <laughs> literally, last time we spoke, I would suggest go listen to that episode because we did talk about, you know, prison, how you overcame all that stuff, how you started your business, where you got to keeping it real when underdog empowerment was just like literally starting to like take uh it was already a good show like it was already legit but around that point i think just before then it was right before you hit the stratosphere like i saw the ship going it was ready the rocket ship was ready to leave like the orbit and then right after it wasn't uh it was like shortly after we spoke the last time you were on my show like six months later i just saw you like rise through the ranks like crazy it was incredible like as a feat to watch so I'm not like an hour. Right on, man. I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride, dude. Hells yeah. So for the people, so for uh, right away, the first question I want to ask more than anything is when you actually got into podcasting, and we did discuss this a little bit last time, what would you, what's different now with the clients that you've taken on than when, when you started your podcast? Like what was the big difference in mindset, in what works, what doesn't work, because podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what's crazy, dude? I, I really stumbled into it. Like when we talked last time, I don't think I really put my finger – like I wasn't I wasn't trying to offer podcast marketing nice. as a service. Didn't have any done for you, none of that stuff. And um, I kind of like – I want to say got lucky in a sense of falling into that because I had these results with my own podcast, right? But I wasn't offering it as a service, and then I went out, and you you, you know this better than any anybody, man. The market always determines, you know, what what they want, and it's their desire. You can't create the desire; you can only channel that desire into what you have to offer them or whatnot. Um, and I went out to this speaking event, and they had me talk about podcasts. And when I did, everybody's eyes were lighting up. And I'm like, man, I might have something here. Yeah. And so I put out that offer, and it's just been crazy ever since. Hells yeah. And then recently you created the course as well, which makes me very happy. I mean, guys, uh, obviously we'll hear about this later on down the later, later part of the show, but dude, your course is just killing it. Like as soon as that shit came out, the amount of people I know that just decided to sign up was crazy. <laughs> right on, man. Well, you know what, dude? I, I, I can't say. All right. So if I, it, here's how I'm, and I'm, uh, you're, you're the same dude. Like if I'm going to do something, man, I'm going to try and be the very best there is at it. And so I would get on. If, yeah. And if you're going to put something out there, I mean, it better be like the real deal. Holy field. Cause you're putting your name and your reputation on it, man. You know? And like, that's why so many of the, these want to be entrepreneurs, the, and I get it, dude. I, I'm like not sitting here trying to bash people, but at the same time I am because I feel like it's important because you got some people that are legit, not trying to scam people that they're just so, they're so 
they, they, they have these good intentions, right? And they want to achieve their goals so much so that they're making promises because they think that they got to skip all these steps because they want to achieve them so bad. And they're making promises that they can't deliver. But at the end of the day, whether you're doing it out of good intentions or not, if you make promises that you can't deliver on, you are scamming people and you need to be called out and you need to be corrected and you need to, you need to, you need to do what real entrepreneurs, real people do and master an actual skill that's valuable to the marketplace and develop your character. Yep. And something that like, by the way, this is something that I have as a deep down fit always. And I don't know if you do too, but it always pushes me to deliver the best I can to, to my, to my ability is, Oh shit. What if someone finds out that one time I failed or what if I'm not <laughs> as good as I think I am? Or what if I can't deliver the result? And that fear of like, having that in my head for a long time used to cripple me but then it started to like motivate me yeah if someone's gonna be thinking bad of me i better put shit out that is so good that no one can actually dispute me absolutely like as an idea on courses for people listening out when i did my course um i had someone literally ask for a refund because unfortunately my system didn't set their account up properly so i messaged them like hey what's going on talk to me can i help you in any way and their response was, I thought it was a scam. I thought it wasn't you at all because I've been following you and I think you're a great guy. That's why I bought this. I was like, oh shit, let me like check out your account, set their account up again, make sure they sort their stuff out. I thought they got in. But the one response I had to them was like, look, if you managed to get into your account and you still want your money back, she did not seem happy. I was like, just take the first video. It's, it's only one hour long. If anything, these are the three things you're going to pick up. You're going to pick up how to write headlines. You're going to find out how to tell your story better. And you're going to understand how to use like subject lines, uh, headlines, subheadlines, and get the opening paragraph of, of a letter going. So it'll help all your social media. Just watch that. And if you don't think that's good, ask for your money back. I'll give you all your money back. I've got no problem with it. She emailed me back going, I'm glad I didn't leave. <laughs> Just Dude, like- and... Cause you're stand up dude, and you went you went the extra mile. Most people are too lazy to even do that in the first place. Yeah, and it's not even just that. It's the fact that what you put out there. Cause I'm terrified of putting stuff out there that isn't good. Right. And that fear used again could cripple you. And that's something I do want to actually talk to you about. That fear crippled me for a long time, and actually it helped me now like move forward. So my question to you is, and a little bit more in depth on this, whenever you felt like fear crippled you like from putting out shit or approaching someone or emailing someone or doing something what is it that you do specifically that changes shit around for you so you can actually use it as a motivation rather than something that disempowers you there's there's a few different tools that i use but one of the main ones that i go to in that specific situation is i like to visualize what my life is going to be like if i don't do what i know i need to do to achieve my goal. So what I mean by that is I like to visualize myself of, man, all right, if I put this off and I get too scared and don't do it, what, how am I going to feel about this tomorrow? How am I going to feel about it next week, next month, next year? And with me, me personally, everybody's different, but with me, my biggest fear is not, a not, not achieving my goal, but no, it, like I could be completely cool at the end of my days. So I'm getting ready to die and not achieve my goals, knowing that I did everything that I possibly could to make it happen if I put it all on the line. But I would be miserable if I knew that I didn't do everything that I needed to do to make it happen. So I visualize what my life would be like if I don't do those things. And f- most of the time, I'm, I'm pretty much all the time, dude, that's enough to get me going. Okay, that makes sense. I, I totally relate to that. It's kind of the whole thing at the end of the day where. 
you're not giving yourself a pass for not achieving your goals, but rather you're saying, did I go to sleep and do all I could today to make sure that I got as close to achieving those goals as possible? Because there's a difference. There's people that I do know that, oh, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I woke up late today and there's only like four hours left of daytime before my, you know, people go home or whatever. I'm not <laughs> going to try and do my business. I'm not going to try and do what I need to do. And then there's other people that wake up and there's four hours left. They're like, oh, fuck, we've got four hours left. Let's do the most we can out of this. Yeah. And, it's and then that you, attitude that's there. You, and then you got the guys and gals that that will will literally like beat themselves up because they had like this checklist for the day of like 10 tasks that they had to do. And then they get nine of them done and then they're beating themselves over the fact that they didn't get one, which I used to I used to do that a lot. And what that does, man, I would it would compromise other areas of my life. Like I would be trying to be on my phone while I'm hanging out with my kids and stuff, you know what I mean? And not being present in there and a father for them. And, and I did that for so long, dude. And at the end of the day, dude, it's because I would feel anxiety and, and like, feel like I wasn't, uh, moving forward when really I was making great progress in what, but in my business, but I was losing it in other areas of my life that are, uh, just as equally and more important. Um, Man, that's that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. But but yeah, dude. No, dude, go down that rabbit hole. I'm I'm listening. I'm like, you got me captivated. Dude. I want to know what's down that rabbit hole. Well, dude, the whole reason why I got this whole beard going that's down to my nipples right now. Uh, I w- when I got out of prison, dude, five years ago, um, I was tip top shape, had six pack. Like I wasn't like straight ripped, 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 but I had a six pack and was in really good shape, best shape of my life, and um. And then I got into entrepreneurship and as soon as I got into entrepreneurship, I had some early on success, not like super success, but I built up almost a six, uh, $2,000 residual income in network marketing within my first six months. I don't do network marketing no more, but I did when I first got out, right? It was like, we all had that start. We all had that start. There's no, there's no shame in it. It was like my gateway drug to, to, uh, entrepreneurship, (laughs) but, uh, but, um, but when I had that success early on, I started rank ordering, okay, I need to do business first uh, before I spend time with my family, before I take care of my health, because this is going to give me the time, freedom, and financial freedom I need to live the rest of my life. And and that that thinking was so flawed, and I had that for a couple of years, bro. And um, here's the deal, man. The, 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 it was completely upside down. My health, for me personally, like all areas of your life are important. You got to find some type of balance. There's no such thing as true work-life balance, balance. Yeah. but you got to try to close you got to try and get as close to it as possible yeah you know and, and but at the end of the day though man health if you don't have good health you're you're you don't have time to to enjoy your your family or you won't even enjoy your money i mean none of that matters and if you drop the ball on the health you can't fix that sometimes if it, if it goes too far you know you could always bounce back from business like that that can always come back you know so i had to I had to get that right, man. And so for the last year, I've been making steady progress towards that six pack, having it again. And it's it's pretty cool, bro. Like uh, me and my trainer, like every week I had to check in on social media. So there's like that external social pressure and accountability going on. And I have to say if I stuck to my plan or not that week and if I made progress, if I lost body fat percentage or not from the last week. And if I don't, then he puts me through a brutal workout. So it's it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting, but it, it gets me going. You gotta sometimes have that, like um, very similar to you. Like the I, w- I don't want to get back to this shape of my body because everyone like um, it annoys a lot of my friends 
in the best way possible because like i like me right now so i'm 177 pounds right i'm six foot tall 177 pounds that's a good weight and height right crazy thing this is me at my fattest like mm. genuinely my body just doesn't function as well at 177 pounds like at my height it's like a 155 160 is good for me. but when i was at my best i was 135 pounds just like shredded at 135 i was like yeah i don't want to get back to that but the accountability thing publicly is something that works so perfectly i remember when um what's the name tom segura and bert Kreischer did it do you remember that they had that little challenge where they had to publicly shake they just kept fat shaming each other until they lost all the weight they need to lose oh wow i didn't know about that tom segura lost like 100 100 odd pounds like in a year just like shredded so much weight <laughs> uh, and they do it they just they, they go for it but it's really important because entrepreneurship does have that one element we all fall into the category of we need to make money we need to you know that comes first because you need to put food on the table and make sure there's a roof over your head but when you don't have your family your health your mindset and even mental health like relaxing taking time away from work if you don't do those man you are setting yourself up to fuck up royally yeah dude no doubt about it man no yeah, doubt. I've been, I've been down that. Like, I burnt myself out on the early part of this year, like, trying to, like, hustle back into, uh, try and get some stuff back in motion after a server hack. And after I stopped and looked at it and started focusing on my health, felt way better after looking. I mean, you know, time- have you ever noticed this, bro? Like, I don't know if, if this has been a recurring pattern in your life, but it's definitely have in my life. And I've been really curious about this lately. Yeah, but bro. it feels like, Anytime, like even now with with this crazy Corona shit going on, dude, it it always feels like whenever like stuff is like super overwhelming, anxiety complex, and all this stuff, it's always seems like what works is by stripping down to the bare bones and getting back to the basics, the fundamentals of things like your habits, your your taking care of your health, your or whatnot. And then when you do that, then everything else not magically fixes itself. But you get what I'm saying? It, it, it like it it puts everything. Yeah, it kind of just sucked. no, I totally agree. Uh, and the other one that's a weird one for me is I started to look more at my faith lately. Mm. Not because of the virus, but it's just coincidentally around the same time. I was like, ah, oh, that's fun. Right. Um, so just so people listening, like we're shooting this back in March uh, 2020. So this is like at the height of coronavirus, like <laughs> in the UK, we're in week two of lockdown, week one of lockdown. Um, and, and, and the world is a little bit crazy. Not gonna lie, the world's getting a little bit crazy. But one of the things I found is like when I whenever I put like stock into my faith, everything else kind of falls into place. Like if I start having faith in like right, my business starts to like even out, I'm okay. And I start working out again and my body starts to feel better, I start to eat right, and then it's like you build up. And I don't know if this happens to you as well, but there's always one little trigger that just like kind of pinches and then kind of everything kind of tumbles a little bit. It's better than it used to be. But it's like a new level where you're like, okay, I got to start building from this next level up. So instead of like building from level one, you're building from level five. But sometimes that just feels just as hard to get to like back to where you are. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is, dude. And it kind of shifting that to like a business perspective. Yeah. That's like where I'm at right now. It's it's like the weirdest stage of my business that I've been in. So like <clears throat> last time we talked, I was I was the one man band trying to figure out trying to put my finger on the pulse trying to 
figure out what it is that how I could serve the market, right? And I didn't have that figured out. And then once you figure that out, then you're just like, you know, slinging, slinging shit everywhere, just going gung ho, right? Yeah. But now I'm at, I'm at the part now where I built up the six figure business. I got, you know, an organizational chart and and people on my team. I got a COO. We're getting ready to bring on our CFO, all that stuff. But it's at that weird spot where it's not like it's not declining. But it's not grown. You're like at that part where you got to break through to the next level, you know, and that, a little bit. Yeah. and that takes time to get to that super scale mode. And that's exactly what I'm going through now. It's so weird. It's so diff, completely different world from when you're first starting out or whatnot. Well, yeah, I mean, there's also that aspect like from the few times I've hit that same level and come back down and gone back up. It's always fun and not so fun. <laughs> a lot of my clients, what I found with them is the way they do it is if um, – if things start to plateau, they've learned to not freak out. They just look at the monthly statements and go, okay, are we still making the same amount of money? Good. Like, if it's right. the same amount, we're good. <laughs> if we're making, like, a dollar more, great. If we're losing $10, we need to discuss this shit. Right. It's, like, over the tiniest thing. But they um, but they taught me a really simple exercise when it comes down to this, which is the exercise of what's the worst thing that could happen. And then they pandemically, like try and figure out what is the way they can reverse engineer it if they need to yeah yeah that's smart right there yeah hey this is totally totally off topic i don't know why but it just like bounced in my head but uh i think you'd be proud of me uh guess what book i just finished reading laws of human nature no but that book is amazing that book is fucking long i would i would 500 some pages (laughs) 28 hours worth of audio time yeah, that's pretty pretty insane. Even if you I, listen, <laughs> you gotta go back and like listen to it two or three times just to like figure shit out. So at that point, you're like four days worth of listening. But all right, what book did you finish? I'm curious. Um, Breakthrough Advertising. Oh, you motherfucker! Bring it on. That book <laughs> is amazing, dude. It's so dense. So it, it was weird because when I first was reading it, I was like, "Man, this is gonna my mind mind is numb." <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, this is going to take me a year to read this because it's so dense and I had to keep going back and read it. And then I developed a new study pattern for out of reading this book or whatever. But, man, I just finished it. Uh, incredible. I know I'm going to read that book at least once a year for the rest of my life now. Uh, but, dude, I, I like I want to ask you about this. So, like, I'm I'm I, I still consider myself a rookie copywriter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I've been writing copy for myself and built a six-figure business just through organic Facebook posts or whatever. But now I'm moving into leveling up to actually writing real email sequences and all. Like I'm, I'm diving in and really sharpening my skills on this stuff, right? But right. reading that book, there are so many different things I learned. But one of the main things I already knew that hey, you can't create desire. You just got to channel that desire of what your your market already wants to your product. I knew that. And I knew about the identification, like they got to identify what kind of status is this given that, so that they can express themselves and yeah. stuff. I was like, cool, cool. It helped uh, deepen my knowledge. But w- the game changer for me was gradualization, dude. I was like, holy shit. I didn't know that the structure of how you write things is how you create believability in your copy. And I was like, dude, that is like a breakthrough right there. It was like, oh, yeah. man. That's the reason why if you read any of the sales pieces that I write, I follow a, um, what's it called? Uh, I literally follow a very, it's going to sound really stupid, but it's a rigid style of writing. There's like a 17 point structure, which is like absolutely incredible as a way that like a conversation works in a human's brain when they're reading ad. 
So I'm going to just like ask you this much and imagine that we're having a conversation and like Eugene Schwartz says, you kind of like walk into that conversation that someone's having. Let's just say you're, you're talking, you're thinking about how am I going to write this ad? And the first thing I come in and just say to your brain is, Hey Zach, um, actually it's something like, do you want to know the secret of how to write nine figure sales copy that works at every single, uh, single level all the way through following a reliable structured piece? of uh architecture that will just make copied appear whenever you want and then it's like if you've ever wondered the secrets of how to write like million dollar copy and want to do it for yourself then wonder no more because i'm going to show you how by the end of this letter now that's i want you to tell me exactly where your head's at in just a minute and it would be something along the lines of it wasn't that long ago that i myself was learning how to write copy and i realized that there were so many books and courses out there and I developed my own style, but I got to the point where I started to read old school structured sales letters and implement them. And unfortunately, my sales conversions went down. The reason basically being while the old wisdom is true, the principles are there. No one has managed to actually uh, build and grow on that and actually transmute it and turn it into a new style of persuasion that we actually live in and we've developed as our brains have evolved. So has the style of writing copy. And in a moment, I'm going to share with you exactly what these things are. Now, imagine for a moment, just for a moment, the next thing I say to you, what is the next thing you want me to say to you at this point? Like, are you, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm thinking how. <laughs> okay, you're thinking how, but also, does the thought pattern ever cross your mind? Who the fuck are you and why are you talking? To yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. This is a little unconscious pattern that I found in the world of dating. If you're out at a bar and you go out and talk to a woman or to a guy or to whoever you want, think about it this way. How long are you stood there wondering two things? Who are you and what do you want? Yeah. It's it's a, such a primal thing because we want directive. The breakdown I have is like, so I've done the headline, subheadline, the opening paragraph. So I've built your curiosity up to this point. But the question that's niggling in the back of your mind is, who are you and can I trust you? Specifically, can I trust you right now based on what you're saying to me? Because you're yeah. an unknown. I don't know who you are. You're a stranger. Stranger danger, step away. You have that in your head. And the first thing I say to you is, hi, my name's Adol. Before I get into that, let me tell you who I am. My name's Adol. Nice to meet you. Immediately, your guard goes from here to here. Because now you're like, I have a name. I have an association. I have a face. I can place it all together. And from that perspective, that is what graduality can actually really do for you as well. It's the same thing, but it's like hypersized into like a single page. Or two mm. pages. Whereas what you're discussing, and I want you to really discuss this because I haven't read Breath Breakthrough Advertising in two years. It's one of those books that like if you once I've read it, I remember it and then I kinda of go back to it whenever I need to. But graduality, to explain to others how would you piece that together to say something like social media? Like how would you change someone's feeling process with like your your story? So that's a good question, but it entices a question from me to answer that. So the real quick, I just want to get clarity is the way that you present that. Like, so like, you know how you mentioned like, Hey, you, you're thinking about, Hey, who is this or whatever? Do you got to write different copy for different mediums for like, for an example, people that follow me on Facebook, they already know me <clears throat> and they've already seen what I've done with the podcast. And they they see me like with Andy for and all these people. Right. But if I'm running an advertisement to a cold audience, then it's kind of like, boom, then I got to do that. So like, is it different in those cases for that gradualization part? Massively. Okay. Because like, 
it's kind of that whole so if we were doing this with you so everyone now listening you're about to actually really just jump like please take notes because what zach and i are actually going to be discussing is what we, we actually do so i'm going to get him to do some stuff with me right now um that sounded weird but who cares Let's keep <laughs> so it's a weird world we're in right now with the corona yeah, shit so you're all good it's, it's always good survival <laughs> is everything um <laughs> fucking watch way too many horror movies that are also comedies at the same time anyway i've been to prison so we're good <laughs> <laughs> don't drop the soap got it <laughs> All jokes aside. But like, no, legit what I was saying was that like, so if you're going to a cold audience, so your Facebook audience knows who you are. And what I want you to cover in a second is, so if I was to do that with getting my audience, because again, you know me, if you know me, you know who the fuck I am. If you don't really know me, you're kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) I want to change where the fuck point is, where it's like, who is he to like, I fucking know that guy. So that would be, so that's the thing I want to get your opinion on. But with the cold audiences, it's like having that conversation in a the bar. They don't know you. So if they came out and the first thing they saw of you was like, when I was in prison, I was this kind of person. And then I switched out and I have a podcast and a business and all this, that, the other. But you don't prep them for that journey. They're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Or they're going to be like, fuck you, dude, stranger danger. I'm going to run away. Because you're a sweet dude. And this is something people have to realize. This motherfucker's tough as all hell. Like I will put that down any day of the week. Kindest fucking heart I've ever met. Like one of the kindest right on, people. I, like, dude, I would not be having you on the show right now if I didn't consider you a, a very close friend. Like we've never met before, but like legit consider you a close friend. Thank you, brother. Oh, it's for likewise. Sure. For sure. It goes without saying. It's like I know for a fact if I was over in uh, in St. Louis or you were over in London, I know our families would be staying with each other. It wouldn't be even a case of like, I'm going to get a hotel. It's like, bitch, go st- Go sleep on my couch. Like, <laughs> like the kids will sleep somewhere else. You can take their room. It will be legit like that. I already, we already know this. But what I'm getting at is because we know each other. Your audience doesn't. Your yeah. audience, like the cold audience that doesn't know who the fuck you are, they need something to cling on to. So you need to, especially at this time, and I had this conversation earlier with a friend, you need to put out a piece that is hopeful. So in the case of if you're an entrepreneur and your business is failing, hit that pain point right away and just say, if you're feeling like everything around you is falling and the world's energy just seems heavy on you, one of the things that it could really do is look at your gift and see how you can put your gift in a podcast. By doing so, not only are you helping people out, not only are you uplifting spirits, not only are you feeling better, but you're allowing yourself to truly build upon uh, a time that we've never thought we'd have ever again. Because while we have a level playing field in the world today, as level as, as it's ever been what's happening in the world right now allows you to instantly propel forward while everyone else is freaking out you can start hit the you can hit the ground running faster than anyone else and actually get to a level that is uh that upholds your authority your status your everything that you do so when this pandemic passes you are not only in a greater position but you're in one of the greatest positions of influence that there is think of it this way Joe Rogan is now the voice of reason for most of America. Like anything that he says can sway a political like candidacy. It can change <laughs> public opinion. And that was all because of the power of the podcast. And I'm going to show you in the next couple of like in the in the next couple of days, I'm going to reveal how you can do X, Y, and Z. And mm. you just like promote that out with an image. Then your second one would de- would basically your second ad would jump into and go in two days later, so it'd be a retarget piece. Um 
where we'd say, okay, so you're ready with your podcast. Here's your first step. And then we give them a breakdown of the first three things they need to do. Like get an idea, know what you're about to talk about, get your get a good microphone and go. And this is what you need to do. And then you can just say, if you want this and more, click this link, watch this video, or get this free report that I've designed for you. It's completely free. Go check it out. Now you've got your audience hooked. So the people that see I got ad, a question for you. Go for it. All right, because this is really good, and, and like you're giving me some really good <laughs> – I feel like I should be paying you money right now. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, quick question. So I got, I got, I guess you would say, some assets that might even help even more with that. It might change the structure of this. I just want to arm you with it just so you know. So like what I'm thinking, I got – high quality video footage of like me sitting down with Andy Fursilla and and Patrick Bet David and Bedros Killing all these people and I could target their audience, right? And so it immediately positions me, you know, aligning my brand with this person that they already look up to. And like I run the video, not even looking like an ad, just like as like a brand awareness ad and people and it's like a 45 minute video. It doesn't even look like an ad with no button. And I got people watching that and they and, and then I can pixel them and retarget the people that watch 10%. Now they know, and then start moving to. What do you think about that? That's fucking awesome. Do it that way. I'd switch one thing out. Okay. Um. So once they do it, and you do the retargeting pixel of them, each audience is slightly different. So Bedros's uh, audience is slightly different to Patrick's, to Robert's, to mine. We all have different audiences. Um. But those dudes in particular. So if you do something with Robert Green's audience, your entire thing, like the next ad they see specifically for those people who watch that video has to impact on leadership power dynamics and essentially machiavellianism so you got to like really hit that like how do you get ahead now is the time for you to really get ahead of your marketplace become the leader that everyone's looking for uh, nicola machiavelli talks about how like you can use opportunism as a positive to help you grow this is one of those moments so for his audience that's just an expansion like yeah we're totally on that with patrick but david's people patrick's audience because i'm one of his fans entrepreneurship leadership loves interviews loves talking to other people loves about sales understands about structure you can just see now is the time for you to structure everything you're doing in a way that allows you to have organizational growth what's organizational growth and this is a term specifically for you organizational growth is basically you've prioritized exactly how you're going to grow over time because you've actually thought ahead of time about the eventuality of what's going to happen and a podcast is one of the best ways to actually up level with that so i'm going to show you how to make sense of the entire wild west of the podcast world and put it in a way that you organizingly can upscale and scale from that and have growth. So just yeah. that's the whole thing. And you do that with each fucking person. That You're way. speaking to different, yeah, to the different markets, talking to yeah. their mass desires. But they all go into the same fucking funnel. The other yep. thing is how they come in with a different lead gen is completely fine. How they end up on that landing page is cool. But your email sequences can stay the exact same. They just need mm. one or two tweaks. That's all. Dude, that's genius right there. <laughs> Boom. Now my question to you is, because everyone's listening like, God damn. I was like, yes, we do this quite often. Um, <laughs> so my question to you was, if I was supposed to, and I'm going to flip the script to you. How do you as someone that is uh, somewhat well-known become the person that's really well-known? So like go from best kept secret to like well-known. How would you do that using Facebook marketing and podcasting if that was the case? Because I know a lot of my audience have that as a, as a thought theory as well. Like, yeah, dude, dude, since we're dude, whoever <laughs> listens to this episode is going to come out as a beast copywriter and, 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 uh, positioning themselves with a podcast. Like they're going to, they're going to have all oh, the they're tools. Gonna they're going to, they're going to come on. <laughs> I knew this is going to happen. So I'm going to shut up and listen. 
<laughs> um, so there's four my my podcast penthouse uh system all right it's 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 my proven process it's what i do all right i'm not saying this is the only way to do it but this is the way that i've been able to kill it with podcasting and all my students have been able to do it there's four pillars to it all right the first is called top rated podcasting it's getting your podcast actually ranked on apple which does a lot because now that's a credibility factor it's going to help you bring in more high level guests it's going to get your audience excited like damn adele's got a top rated podcast on apple i want to go check it out now all that stuff right Second piece, and I'll and I'll break down some tactical specifics. I just want to bust down these four pillars, though. Second piece is big reach podcasting. Most important pillar. It's growing your downloads, growing your audience with the right people who love your shit. And it would be a perfect fit for whatever it is that you have to offer. Um, so that's growing your audience. Third piece is celebrity podcasting, which is positioning yourself in the marketplace. And one of the big pieces to that is interviewing high level, super high level guests like the Grant Cardones, Andy Frasilla, whatnot. Because when you're aligning exactly yourself with I these, thought. yeah, whenever you're aligning, I'm almost there. No, <laughs> I got a ways to go, but we're we're we're, roll, we're rolling. But but what you're doing though, when you're aligning your, when you're when you sit down with fucking with, with Bedros Killian and you're having a conversation with him, and then your audience sees that. You immediately line your, align yourself with that brand. You borrow that credibility. It raises your credibility and status in the marketplace. And then if you have an offer that's already converting, if you have that proven offer already, it just makes selling it 100 times easier. And then finally, the, the final part is big money podcasting. That's all the different ways that you can monetize your podcast. Some ways are good for certain specific people depending on their business models. Other ways are good for others. Some people can do all of them. It really, really, truly depends on what you're doing but yeah those are the four pieces we could bust down some tactical stuff like i think the question was how do you position yourself yep like, okay how do you position yourself to get out of that whole like best kept secret to expert yeah so what i would do first and foremost is get your podcast get your podcast ranked and you do that simply by getting people to leave you reviews on apple it's literally as simple as that i swear to god dude we've literally done there's a script that we follow that we've gotten over 57 clients that we worked with with 100 success rate and it's a simple script but you get your friends and your network to actually go on apple and leave you a review um and real quick before i go into the actual tactical parts of it um if you're like, well, I don't know if I can get people to leave me a review, well, then you probably shouldn't be an entrepreneur and you probably shouldn't be podcasting because it means you're just not passionate. You got to be, you got to find, you got to be passionate about it. And if you, if you're passionate about it and you love what you do and you truly believe that it'll help other people, which you should believe in all these things, if you're doing a podcast, then you don't have, you don't feel weird asking people to leave you a review on your own podcast. As a matter of fact, you feel obligated to show it and share it with as many people as possible. Um, so that's the mindset part of it. But all you simply do, man, is you hit up people and you're like, hey, man, I got a huge favor to ask. You wait for them to respond. And they're like, hey, can you go subscribe to my podcast if I send you the link and uh, write me a five-star written review? Now you hit them up twice without trying to shove a link down their throat. And you gave them an opportunity to say yes or no. You're having a real dialogue with them. And most people are like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. Appreciate you taking your time to do this. And you drop your link. And what that's doing, that's following a principle out of, I know you read this book, Influenced by Robert Cialdini. One of my favorites. Yeah, you know how he uh, talks about in there the um, reciprocity, that and the um, the uh, the human need to stay consistent with what we commit to publicly. Yep. <clears throat> so by saying, "Hey, will you go subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five star written review if I if I send you the link?" Like, yeah, sure, no problem. They just committed to you publicly. Yeah, I'll do that. And then so your very next line is, thank you. I appreciate you taking your time to do this. You're reminding them that they just agreed to that, and then you drop the link, and that's the last thing they see. They just 
that that goes to their brain and the psychological uh, next step is to go click the link and leave you a review. It's really that simple. That's like the script. It's so simple and it's it works because it's simple and it's respectful and it's you're having a dialogue instead of just copy pasting some message and trying to shove it down somebody's throat. Um, now, whether if you already have a podcast, if you've been doing it for years or whether you're just starting out, it doesn't matter. You just go hard for 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 two days. I, I tell I tell everybody we could do this in five weeks or less. Get you ranked any podcast. But literally everybody I've worked with has done this in 48 hours or less by following that script. There's other ways to do this, too. If you don't have a lot of time, you don't want to sit there and message everybody on your Facebook. You can run a contest giveaway and, and have that part of the contest giveaway. Just make sure that you're giving away something that only attracts your ideal audience. If you give away an iPhone, you're going to attract people that are working at McDonald's that are never even thinking about doing entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? But if you give away a copy of Breakthrough Advertising, you're going to attract copywriters into there and then boom, uh, it, you're building your audience of people listening to your podcast with your perfect customers and they're all leaving your reviews, which gets you pushed up into the rankings on Apple. Um, last piece of this and then I'll shut up. The no, I reason I, I love this. <laughs> the reason why that works so well is because at the time of this recording, the only four metrics that can help you to get ranked in Apple are these four metrics. It's written and it's in this order, written reviews, ratings, subscribers, and downloads. That's the only way how Apple can quantify to push you up into the ranking systems or not to determine if people are um, uh, uh, responding well to, to your podcast. So um, you're going to be lacking a lot of downloads if you're just getting started. You're going to be lacking all those metrics, but written reviews is the is the furthest step that they could take because somebody downloads they took that first step but if they choose to subscribe they're saying hey i want to be notified and get my episodes automatically download every time this podcast pushes it out if they take the next step and they actually take the time to go give you a one or five stars on your thing that's that's a, the the third step but then the final step is when they actually sit down take their time to write out a written review of what they think about your podcast so that's the reason why they rank it in that order and so if you just go hard dude i've had client i just had a client yesterday um uh, mandy pod Lindsay, uh with uh, uh more with mandy podcast she just ranked in six hours from launching her podcast found that exact script uh, six hours dude i could you do me a favor actually real quick uh i'm gonna pause this for just a second because i want to ask something pause for one minute break to uh ask zach something privately off uh off camera but anyway here's the thing that's actually really impressive, and I've got a question for you around that about specifically what I would do. So I forgot entirely my entire social media and go, all right, guys, instead of just giving you a copy of Breakthrough Advertising, what if, and you can do this with your course, by the way. If you have a course, you could totally say, I will give anyone, not anyone, uh, I'm going to be picking a winner. You guys get three things from me. The top bit is you get a one-hour consultation with me. The second thing is you get a 30-minute consultation with me. And the third thing, you get access to my course. And we're going to basically open it up so whoever like shares, rates, and reviews my show and like hit subscribe on it will happily go ahead and like just send me a message afterwards and I'll happily send you access to it once we've uh, verified this. Simple. Yep. That way it's, it's just going to get so, so simple, dude. And they got – there's plenty of softwares that you can use that – does all the tracking and all this stuff for you. Like I use King Sumo for mine, but there's plenty of other ones out there too. And, and they can get entries by sharing. The reason why that works really good too, bro. Cause I just want to expand on that. 
with the contest, yeah. it saves you time because it's there's a viral effect to it if you pick the right prize and you you build in, you give people more entry points for actually sharing it out on social media and then their audience sees it and then they start sharing it and it has a chance to go viral if you pick out the right things. That's pretty fun. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, fun. man. So I love that. Now, one of my questions... <laughs> the wheels are spinning. <laughs> oh, the wheels are already gone, dude. Like, they've, they've been spinning for a while. I was taking notes on my phone while you were speaking. I was just like, fuck, get, get your shit down, get the shit written down. Um, but one of the things I really want to ask you specifically with this is this idea around um, getting people to subscribe. Because, like, when is it specifically do you ask? Do you ask on your social media? Do you ask on your email? Do you ask at the start, at the end of the show, or midway through? How do you do it and how often do you ask subscribe to rate and review like all the other stuff? How often? I, I love this question, bro, because I'm literally getting ready to test out new stuff. Uh, I'm always testing, always sharpen the axe, always just think, like same with you. You're always constantly working on your copy skill and, and, and sharpening that axe and testing new things, right? Um, so what what, I, what I've done in the past, a lot of the old episodes, about 200 something episodes in, I used to like hammer that. And then for a long time, like for like the last six months or so, I don't know exactly, I haven't really been hammering out, hey guys, subscribe and leave a review or whatever. I'd say it here and there, but it wasn't something that I was really adamant about. What I'm going to do moving forward, what I feel like, I'm, I'm trying to improve how I come in because that first 60 seconds is ultra important. You got 20 seconds to really hook somebody in on a podcast, which is awesome because you really only got like seven seconds any other medium, but you got a little bit extra time in a podcast. You're in your goal there. And that first 20 seconds is to get them to, cause most people are listening on their phones is to get them to turn their phone off and put you in their pocket and commit to listening to the whole episode. They're checking out like that first 20 seconds deciding, is this for me or not? Is it relevant? Is this going to help me? Am I just wasting my time? Whatever. All these things that are going through their mind, right? So you just want to hook them in. So what I'm going to test out here is I'm going to, for now on, Every episode, whether it's an interview or with uh, with uh, uh, solo by myself, right? After that interview, because you just did it, I'm going to write down the main points that were discussed. Like if you were to listen to this podcast, you're going to learn about this, 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 this. And then I'm going to open those loops in the beginning. Like, okay, so I had a deal on today and, um, you know, our, the, I, I chose this guy because this is for, for one, this is my motherfucking dude. But for two, dude, this dude is super highly valuable killer when it comes to copy and as you listen to this one thing one things that we talked about what you're going to learn is you're going to learn not only just you know how to write the persuasive copy but you're going to learn how to structure it and the and the and why that's important and how to actually do it to get maximum benefit then we're going to kind of dive into this and it's going to show you how to do that blah 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 and so like I'm creating all these open loops for like damn if I listen to this I'm going to know this so it's like hooking them right and then I'm going to go into right before that and be like once again uh I'm like all right before we dive into the meat and potatoes of this guys if you could kindly subscribe to this show if you're not already on there and leave us a written review that's highly great appreciate now let's dive straight into it with the deal so that way i'm hooking them in and then right in the beginning of the episode where you got the most viewership where most people are listening to before anybody drops off hit them with that right there sorry for the long-winded answer but oh, something dude, i'm gonna no, start that's, that, that, that's just fucking awesome because like for me i have tried it at the start in the middle at the end um <clears throat> and like my own beginning the thing i found that works a lot better and you've probably had it because i've done it it i think it's the same since the last time we spoke which is my intro. It's like, hey, everybody, welcome to another other, another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host and the host, as always, Adel Marcy, and I go directly into my client bit, like get them on board. And then I didn't do it with ours, which is really annoying. 
I didn't ask for a review at the start. So guys, go review and listen to this. And if you dropped off somewhere, go grab a friend of yours that you know you haven't that got to listen to this and get them to listen to this. If you're this far, get them to listen to like the last thirty minutes of conversation because that's all you need to actually scale ads and build a fucking successful podcast. I mean, awesome. shit, we've been dropping some fire on here today. Definitely go leave that Dude. review. You guys already know you're going to help Adil get this thing ranked up even higher and, and help even more I people get, with it. And I can get more guys. I can get Zachary back on like a third, fourth, and fifth time because I love how many show. <laughs> right on, Like Genuinely, this is one of the few times with how busy we've both become. This is one of the few times that we actually get to shoot the shit. So you guys are getting in a live preview of what we're like when we hang out uh, and whenever we speak online. But you guys get to hear it now. Um, <laughs> That being said, one of the one of the key things, because that's excellent, because I'm gonna do that with the reviews. One of the key things I really want to ask you right now, because uh, we've only got about ten minutes left before we go to bounce, um, or a couple of minutes before we gotta go. What are three big things since the last time I spoke to you that have really shifted your perspective when it comes to mindset, health, and finances, like what and family? Like what has really shifted for you? What, what big three things? Oh man, the, I, I'd say number one is the habits, dude. Um, I read a, a Atomic Habits recently. Man, it was a really good book. Um, a lot of practicality backed up by research, and like, man, it's like stuff is really powerful. It's crazy because like I've been doing this beard thing for a while, but he talks about in there about how doing kind of like that helps you get better results, and it literally has gotten me results and now i just tied the now i understand why after reading that book of why it was a good thing i didn't really know what i was doing beforehand but um habits though man definitely habits like like for example bro i had just had a bad three day i and i had a uh i had a so i i've had 11 weeks out of 13 so far this year or whatever it is 12 i can't remember but um where i won where i lost body fat percentage but i had i just lost this past week um, because I slip, I quickly slipped back, uh, out of my good habits when this whole Corona shit started going on. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are at home. And then, so like I stopped getting up early, that's my primary habit. If I get up at 5 45 AM, that kicks off the rest all of the, day. yep. It kicks Dude, everything I, I, off in the if gear. I get, if I get up at nine or 10 o'clock, I've been getting up at like that time the last couple of days. Dude, it's been fucking up my productivity so badly so bad dude I, I gotta get, like, it's I'm crazy a, how i'm a 6am like dude i'm a 6am kind of guy like yeah. for some because my cats like you remember chase that boy knows to wake me up at 6am like he'll walk into my room and just meow his fucking face off until i wake up <laughs> and like granted the other day i wasn't so mad at him because like, i i've been up late working I went to sleep because i only sleep about four or five hours anyway like six at most but i was sleeping and the motherfucker woke me up, and my first thought was Disney Plus just went live in the UK. I'm gonna go watch some Disney Plus and do some writing. Yeah. And that was my morning. <laughs> like I wrote, I watched like cartoons and played games. That was like and wrote copy. That was my morning. But no, I totally get you. The time that you wake up does affect how you are as a right, how you how you work. And yeah, I just man. want to jump in with that. But please continue. Sorry, I just jumped right in. I mean, it's so true though. It really is, dude. And. I mean, like, cause I'll wake up and then I, it kicks off all the other habits because I do, as soon as I wake up, boom, come and write down my three things that I'm grateful for that I could think of right then and there, hop straight into the cold shower, come straight up to uh, stretching, then go into meditating, then read the book, then hop into the first business thing. Like that's literally my morning routine right there. And when I don't do that though, when I don't wake up at that time, I miss out on all that stuff. And then like, I wake up I'm like, Oh shit, I got to hurry up and get into the, you know, and it just, it fucks shit up. So anyways, I uh I did that and I and then I was 
getting like I even like got into a slump for like three days where I was like not motivated to work. I wasn't eating good, sitting around, you know, I don't granted I'd spent a lot more time with my family and enjoyed that. And that was cool. That was awesome. Uh, great for that, but it just messed up everything else. So habits, number one, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. um, another, another mindset shift is really, man, um, I'm really, really focused on, on building my organization with the right people. So for an example, I'm, I'm the creative, I'm the, uh, I'm the visionary. I'm the, you know, I could play the CEO role, the, the research and development and the relationships and developing the culture of the, uh, of the organization and, and marketing and sales. I can even wear those hats too, but operations, dude, I want to bash my face in a brick wall is finance. I want to bash my face. Like I'm, I, I suck at that. Right. And so I, we, uh, we recently, uh, a little bit over a month ago brought on our COO, which has been probably one of the best decisions I've made as far as my business goes. Um, and now we're getting ready to bring on our CFO, uh, which is my two glaring weaknesses. I'm bringing on people that are super strong and love doing that. And then now I get to focus on the stuff that I'm really good at and double down on it. And so like, that's been huge. Can't even, can't even put into like a measurement of how huge that is. Like, it's like a complete game changer, man. So I'm, uh, I think those are the real main two ones right there. I love that. Those, those are the, the big ones. And I have to admit, those are two of the areas that I've looked at as well as bringing someone else to help me like organize my brain. Like <laughs> as in, so the thing I'm doing over this coronavirus time period is I'm actually taking a couple of days out over the weekend to um, sit down. And I realized 10% of your day is 14 minutes. I, I think it's either 10 or 1%. I think 1% of your day is like 14 minutes or something like that. It's a s- small percentage. I'm like, okay, if I take a whole day off and just sit down, it's like when I write copy, I have a structural piece in mind. Same with like emails. I'm like, do that with every single piece of content I create and put it into a structure so I can just rip, rip it off, like nonstop put it out there. But the problem is my brain's not like, it's trying to like, okay, I need to do that. But I also need to look at my finances. I need to make sure my administration's done. I'm sure I've got to follow up with this guy. I'm just straight up hiring someone very, very soon to actually come on board to take care of that side for me. Because they handle that. I handle creative game over I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're going to do the exact same thing, but you, you're you literally about to hit like another stratosphere in like a month. I can feel it just around. I have a feeling just after the show comes out to a month after that, it's going to be that case. It's just that timing again. Or the well, month if, before. Well, if it does, if that does, and I want to book my next appearance on your show <laughs> quickly, I think because then it'll be a reoccurring theme. We're like, okay, we start hitting the plateau or getting it next level. It's time to go back on a deal show. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's not even my audience. It's just something like I'm going to say this right now. I don't think it's just like just you guys that subscribe to the show who I love. I think you guys are brilliant. I know a lot of you guys will listen to Zach's show as well because they're amazing. Um, what I'm just saying is that it's coincidental. Like every time I'm like every time I'm like broke or don't have enough money, I book a trip up to see my friend that lives in the north of England for like three days. Every time I come back, I have like 10 or 20 grand just hit my bank account like a day after I get back from like being there. I'm like, I have no idea why whenever I hang out with you, money hits my account. Let's hang out more. Yeah. <laughs> you want to move in, bro? <laughs> yeah. This is how it is. But guys, please go check out underdogempowerment.com. Go check out the Underdog Empowerment podcast. Listen to the first show I did with Zachary on this show, Adela Marcy uh, Unplugged. Um Guys, please rate, subscribe, uh, share, have a great weekend, and just tell everyone that you can about this. Because if you download the show, it's excellent. If you notify and subscribe, even better. If you give me a written review and a five-star review, 
well, we'll just go ahead and have more fun with it. And of course, I'm going to be holding that contest very, very soon to get more reviews for the show because Zach's going to kick my ass if I don't. This is my <laughs> admission to that. Um, but outside of that, man, I cannot be happier to have you on the show. And I'm so grateful that we got to do this again. Man, thank you again for having me on, dude. It's always a blast, bro. Always a good thing. But guys, go check out... Uh, Go check out Underdog Empowerment, rate his show, review it, subscribe, and give him another five-star rating because this dude's interviews, they're fucking world-class, and I can say that from someone that loves doing them. Guys, have a great weekend, and I'll see you on uh, next Friday's episode. Peace out.